We will need every advantage. And Father Bioka considers you, Uhtred of Bebenbur, to be an advantage. Whereas I believe you are here solely to hide, to save yourself. I look at you, and I see a Dane. I see Uhtred of nowhere who cares for no one but himself. Providence, Rhode Island. Welcome to The Last Kingdom with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to The Last Kingdom on Netflix. So sit back, relax, and let's see how England was born. My name is Blake, and there is no way, no way on God's green earth that I'm going to mess with a woman who puts another man on a horse naked and sticks a tree up his butt. <laughs> Just not going to happen. Rita is uh, is pretty awesome. Yeah, she's she's rough and tough, especially in this episode. She. She does not mess around. As if we didn't already have women Vikings on a very high, capable level of axemanship, mm-hmm. thanks to the How to Train Your Dragon series. <laughs> <laughs> Brita just took it who, to the next wins, level. Who wins in a fight, Astrid or Brita? That's the question. Ooh, very good question. Really good question. Good question. Okay, so before we get into this episode, we wanted to remind you that you can actually subscribe to this podcast. Just find us in any of your podcatchers of choice. We're also on social media, and we love to be social with you. So search us Mary and Blake on Facebook and on YouTube and on Instagram. We're all sorts of those places and we love to share content that we hope, um, you know, entices you as well. And you can also head to maryandblake.com to find all of our other podcasts and blogs. Last but certainly not least, if this brings you some enjoyment, if we're keeping you company on a drive or at work or while you're doing errands or on a walk, head on over to jointhenerdclan.com for as little as $2 a month. You get to help support this mom and pop podcast and keep it going. All right. Well, before we actually get into the show, I, I, I wanted to address a few things. Mary just hits the mic. <laughs> As she is wont to do. Uh, First, only one episode in, and The Last Kingdom with Mary and Blake is the number one podcast about The Last Kingdom in the world that shows you (laughs) the reach of the Nerd Clan. It shows you how big and sprawling and incredible the nerd clan is mm-hmm. so uh nerd clan thank you so much for making us the number one last kingdom podcast on in you know what as we talked about uh in harry potter uh in the universe, in the the, universe. because i don't know any other podcasts outside of earth so we, we are the number one last po- last kingdom podcast in the universe love it which well, is thank incredible. you all so much for listening a couple of other things too one i was saying raven last week in regards to rutger Hauer's character it's not Raven Blake. It's Round, and I just wanted to say I hate mispronouncing people's names. I it is a small detail that just drives me bananas uh, for some reason. So okay. I want to make that correction for those of you who were listening to me yesterday and just shaking your head in shame. I don't blame you. I apologize for that. And lastly, 
there's one other thing that I wanted to uh, uh, address too was Mary and I we didn't really talk about the battle sequence all that much uh, in last Shields. in in last Shields week's off. episode. It's not that you know it's not that we didn't want to. It's just that we got caught up on all the other stuff. And what I wanted to call out to real specific atten- attention to detail, and I'm calling it out because it also applies to this episode. The direction in the battle sequence was exquisite. And the reason why it's exquisite and something that you all can uh, look for yourselves when you watch is when you see good direction, you know where you are in relation to everything. Mm -hmm. You can see how it, it is all happening all at once, especially in a battle sequence. So when you have the two, when you have the two, um, lines of Danes forming up against the Saxons, you see the whole thing happening as it happens. You yes. see where Uhtred 1.0 is and how he is penetrating the Dan- the Danish line and how he's going to get killed and how everybody is just being surrounded. Um, it was just tremendous direction in that episode. But we will follow that up with this episode. Okay. Now we are ready to get into the to, uh, this Episode two. You ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Bring it on, Blake. Episode 102 of The Last Kingdom, because remember, Mary, there are no episode titles in The Last Kingdom, which I didn't really ask you. I think why well, I think I asked you last episode. Your feelings changing on that, or does it is it does it remain the same on not it's having episode same. titles? It's the same. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I don't know. I feel awkward. It's just like not having a title. It's all good because we're. I'm just so used to it. Anyway, uh, the director once again is Nick Murphy, and the writer once again is the well is the current at the time showrunner Chris Buchard, who wrote episode 102 and is currently writing uh, Baghdad Central. That is. Uh, streaming on Hulu, so go check that out if you like Chris Bouchard's writing. Marvin, your shields rating, as we have established, how many shields are you given episode 102 of The Last Kingdom? I'm giving it 4.7. I enjoyed this episode. Okay. And, and like any particular reason why? Like, I'll that, get that's... into it in my GBGs. <laughs> okay, you, fine. you like to like lay it all out for everybody in your shields rating, and I like to make them wait. Well, you know what it is? It's like I like to give a general sense of what's coming for for everybody, so that when when we get to the GBGs and in our in our analysis, you already kind of have an idea of what's what's going to be coming from you and I. So I'm also too going to give a four point seven. Uh, this is I think in line with the premiere, I, I, and I think it's in line really well because it just jumps right off of the premiere. Uh, I mean, the episode begins and we are riding with Uhtred and Brita away from Bevenberg and uh, Uncle Scar is chasing them and that is that. It sets a tone for what this episode is going to be and it also sets the pace for this episode. I mean, there are a billion things that happen in this episode and it is all handled very well, in my opinion. Though, Mary, now it is time for you to get a little bit more detailed. Just a tad. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this is this is the big part. The GBG, the good, the bad, and the great. My good is Father Bjorka. I mean, I liked Bjorka. him. Bjorka. F- 
Bianca. <laughs> Bianca. Or Bianca. Bianca. Father B. Father B. I just, he's, you know, I liked him in the premiere episode and I like him even more now. I like to see his hope and faith and optimism that he has in Uhtred, uh, how he's just been like calling him out even before he saw Uhtred being like, no, there's this guy out there and I really have faith in him. And the fact that they gets to hug each other, I don't know, it just warmed my heart. My bad. Why did they put Uhtred in... Um, breed it in a cage. I really don't like any of the English and Saxons. Like, period. <laughs> like, even before they put them in a cage, I just don't like any of them. Mm-hmm. They have no personality. They're boring. I don't know who's who, aside from, like, you have a beard, you don't, and you're drunk. That's really what it comes down to. King has beard, guy who likes to sleep around, doesn't have beard, and then drunk kid. <laughs> They all do have names, though. I mean, (laughs) yes, but I don't care. Fair enough. And my great is I like Brita. I really, really like her. I like that she tells Uhtred what she thinks and she tells him, I think some of your ideas are absolutely foolish. I like that she is a fierce warrior. I mean, throwing that axe and breaking that guy's back from that distance. Twice, by the way. Yeah, she's no joke. She is no joke. And then she gets a sorcerer and she sticks a twig up his butt. Whoa! Like, I would not want to be left in a room. That wasn't a twig, by the way. No, I mean, I mean, mean, it wasn't a stick. A solid stick. It was a solid stick. Like one you would use to roast marshmallows. Yes. Yeah. Like that was used. Yeah. (laughs) Not a marshmallow. I'm not saying it's a weapon, but it's it could do some damage if you want it to. Yep. It can poke what's, your eye out. What's your GPG, Blake? My, my GPG, my good, is, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, at the top of this episode, it is the direction. Nick Murphy is really nailing all of this, as well as a cinematographer. I mean, they are, they are setting a real visual language for this show, uh, especially... Uh, when Brita and Uhtred are, are riding through the countryside and you have like that twilight look, mm-hmm. uh, the golden hour look, oh, if love you it. will. Yes. How it, it, it sets, uh, a, a, it sets the characters apart from the, uh, from the background mm-hmm. really well. Uh, and man, there is again, some excellent direction as when they're doing the chase scene in the, uh, in like the little, the, the little village, town. the, the, Sword making village. Correct. Yes. There's some great direction there, especially once again. You get that uh, that crane shot that looks directly above the characters as they're mm-hmm. running in and out of the village. You can tell exactly where you are, when you are, how you are, and it's setting up um, uh, the the frantic pace. And then to cap that off, that whole sequence off with Uhtred shoving the 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 the, the sword through, through the, the door, door. Oh. A- a- against the the chasing Dane. Oh my goodness! All set. Uh, again, the special effects team. It, this is a sub. This is a sub. Good. Agreed. The special effects team with that sh- with the sword thing, but then also when King Edmund is shot with the the arrows. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the sound design is incredible. How. The sound that it makes going into his body and the and the the arrows Ugh. wisping through the air, yes. But also the effect of arrows coming out of the guy's body. I mean, either that is a practical effect or it is it a di- it's a digital effect. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's so good I can't tell. I can't tell, and that is awesome. I'm down. I'm here for it. I'm I'm very happy with that. The bad though, so far. I'm getting some Sam Hewen vibes from the guy who plays Alex, um, who plays Uhtred, Alexander Draymond. 
In what way are you getting Sam Hewen vibes? If you remember in Outlander season one, did a far Uh Sam Hewen season well. Sam Hewen was growing into the role. I, I guess, and, I, and I think that's okay. being nice. I think that's being nice. I mean, season one, Jamie Fraser is 23 years old. And that's how I'm kind of seeing Uhtred. I'm seeing them as young, bumbling men who yeah. are figuring themselves out. I'm not seeing it as like the acting. The acting itself is figuring themselves out. I'm seeing it as I am trying to portray a bumbling young 20s man. Uh, yeah, I, and I hear that, and that's probably not wrong. But I, I just, I, I'm not getting a, I, um, I'm not buying the guy's acting quite yet. But, okay. but again, I, like any show, it's still, and I think any actor in any show when it's first beginning, it's figuring itself out. And Utrid is laughing in certain parts that I. I don't think he should be laughing and like the way he's delivering his lines. I just, I'm not in love with it, okay. but I, I, again, I'm going to go with the Sam Hewen comparison. Season five, Sam Hewen is far different mm-hmm. than season one, Sam Hewen in, in Outlander. So that's that. But the great for me is the chemistry and the incredible interactions between Uhtred and Brita. It's episode two takes significant portions of time to highlight who they are, mm-hmm. their relationship with each other, and how m- much they care for each other. The first episode, I feel like they kind of just rushed into it, like they got into a relationship because that's what the first episode needed them yes. to, to do. But in addition to that, Brita, as you said, Mary, is she is incredible. Like she is an incredible yes. uh character already. And I can you can see that because there are characteristics that she has that are outside of what she looks like, mm-hmm. what she wears, mm-hmm. what her job is, uh, and uh, what she says. Yeah, the way that she is, you know, um, Uhtred is a kind of character that like runs into things. And he, okay, we're gonna go do this, and Breed is always the one that says, "Whoa, whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, hold up, time out, let's think this through." It's almost like she's the brains behind the whole operation. Like yes. she's the person that. It should be calling the shots. Yep. But there's also this great dynamic, too, that Brita has where she seems like she is a character who wants to serve a lord, whereas Utra really doesn't. He just wants to, he wants his own thing. But Brita, in her interactions, just feels like she feels uncomfortable not being with either Ragnar or not being under Ubba or uh, not not having someone above her. So more stability. Yeah. And that is another great character trait, the one that is implicit, not necessarily in your face. And that is why I think Brita in this episode really takes charge as a character. And mm-hmm. her, it, 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 she's really starting to blossom for me. So uh, that is my good, my bad, and my great. How about you, Mary? What else stands out to you in this episode? Um, Just all the traveling. All the traveling in this episode made me feel like it was almost three episodes worth. Mm-hmm. I will say that there are some episodes of television where an hour flies by and this will these at least this particular episode made me feel like I was watching a movie It made me feel like it was not necessarily drawn out in a bad way but I felt very satiated I felt like there was a lot of ground covered a lot of people introduced a lot of plot points put into play 
you know, we had our big interactions with heading with Uba, and then we had the interactions with the Saxons, and you know, poor Uhtred and Brita, they're just coming up with nobody wanting to really be on their sides, but you really get to feel like this is taking forever for them. Oh, <laughs> there's also another indirect Outlander reference in this episode, Mary. Okay. And when it happened, I just, I couldn't help, and I know you Outlander nerds out there are probably thinking the same exact thing that I'm thinking, which is when uh, when Uhtred and Brita are riding at the beginning of the episode, and they're riding away from yes. Anglia, uh, he says, ah, sing me a song. And all I could think of, all I could think of, what, it, was it, it, it was this. Yes. <laughs> you know, uh, all I could think of, and, that, and like internally I was thinking of Alas That Is Gone, and all I wanted was the, the Skyboat song to, to, to start. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like a real attention is paid here to these two characters. I mean, that the, the, the Outlander reference aside, the, the humor in this show is really good. It really is. It's it's beautifully delivered, you know, and this is a very dr- dramatic show. I mean, there is blood, there is gore, it's dark lighting, uh, dark tinted over the lens, and yet we get these moments where you chuckle along with the with the actors. Yeah, like like the line, we should hump tonight. Like, yes. she's like, no, that's you know, that's that's all you're gonna do. He's like, yeah, I imagine myself enjoying it. Yeah, that's all you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, Brita, you, when she says, yeah, you're talking through your ass, and Nutra says, yeah, I'm sitting on my ass. <laughs> she and says, yeah. so your ass is cleverer than you. It could do two things at once. <laughs> like these are the kind of interactions yeah. I think that when you're watching it, make you care about this relationship. Yes. Or when when Utra says, yo, you have a sharp tongue, and she sticks it out at yes. him. Yes. You know, when you're when you're watching a show, and especially when it's your main characters, mm-hmm. you want to like them. You need to like them. If you don't, people like me give up. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's I, I don't mind when things are dour. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Like, in fact, I kind of like it. I like when things are dour and they're very serious and yeah. they're very dramatic and. Uh, you, you, like, look at look at the Justice League. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Right when that when that came out, like, yeah. very serious, very f- like very little to be to like be happy and laugh about. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean I don't like them. But it just makes those characters a little mm-hmm. unrelatable. It mm-hmm. makes them bigger than what they are, or more ineffectual than what they should be. Yeah. Uh, and maybe in that case, they're supposed to be. I mean, they're they're literally gods among men. I mean, it's Superman and Wonder Woman and freaking Batman, right? But in this case, we're we're watching just two people, two people who who are very lost, who are very lost, have no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. They're just. It feels like you are them. It feels like you are just kind of flying by the seat of your pants, and you're stuck with them. Mm-hmm. And like, if it was you and I, Mary, would we be serious? Yeah, absolutely. But there would also be a point in time when we, where we would laugh with each other, and I, I don't know, maybe get a little busy uh, in front of uh, in, in front of a whole village of people. <laughs> oh my gosh! Right, just on display. Um, I, I just when you're, I wouldn't do that. Uh, when you're, um, I would have a hard time doing it. I, would I be able to? Probably. 
I would not. But I, it would be difficult. But when your main character does things like smile and laugh, mm-hmm. it makes you kind of root for him. Like think yeah. of like Indiana Jones. The guy celebrates. He's happy when things go right. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. Yep. And that's what I enjoy when I watch when I'm watching this show. It, I did not expect the level of humor that we're getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another thing I didn't expect is the score. The score is like this real digital feel. I, like I'm not sure if you've noticed that, Mary. It almost reminds me of like Cliff Martinez. Like uh, um, Mary, you know Cliff Martinez's work because I've made you listen to it. Like yeah. uh, I'm not as into this type of music as you are, but I'm glad that you enjoy it. Um, you know, Cliff Martinez, he scored the Nick. Uh, he also scored the movie Drive, if you've ever seen that. He also scored the movie Solaris. Um, and I love this digital feel because it's such a great uh, contrast to what we're watching. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're watching England in the in the late ninth century. and We could easily be listening to music of that time period. Absolutely. And if, and if someone chose to do that... Mm-hmm. Great! Like, what are the instruments that were being used at this time? I have no idea. I'm not a music nerd. But the fact that they just went totally opposite, um, it almost reminds me of Lost a little bit uh, when they said, okay, we can do all these really cool like Hawaiian things and mm-hmm. we can do all these really cool like jungle themes. And Michael Giacchino said, no, 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 no. We're going to do something completely different. We're going to go straight classical yep. because – Everything that you're watching is so far out there. Mm-hmm. I want the the viewer to feel some kind of basis in reality, and that's mm-hmm. straight classical score. This is the opposite, but it works just as well. Do you yes. think? Yes. Like, do you no, like do. that contrast? I like the contrast. I will say the music is not my favorite right now. I'm not like, oh my gosh, I know what I need to listen to when I go pick up the kids <laughs> from school. I've made the kids listen to it on the way home from school. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Good for you. I listen to something different. Oh man. Oh man. You know, but we we were talking about um uh, um Uhtred and Brita as characters and I think they're very well established as characters. But even like the side characters I think are really well es- established. I mean, like think of Abba. Like what's mm-hmm. the first thing you think of when you think of Abba? Don't mess with him. Yeah, guy's crazy, right? Yep. And that's not because you were told that's what that's his job. That it's not because you were told that's what he wears. That's just the kind of person that he is. When you think of Father Bianca, what do you think of? Well, first I think of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> Second of all, I just think you're a wizard, Harry, of a glass half full kind of guy. Yeah, like, and it's someone that like he believes in Uhtred. Yes, and he's stuck because. He has this belief in Uhtred. He has this loyalty to Wessex, mm-hmm. and he has this loyalty to the king. Um, and he and he and he and he doesn't know what to do. He has a friendship with this person who is not a godly person, mm-hmm. and he's sticking. It. He has loyalty, um, and divided loyalty. That that too is a real character trait. Uh, when you when you even when you think of uh, Alfred. What do you think? Beard of, or beard? Uh, no, no. Um, beard king or the brother? S- yeah, the sleeps around guy. Sleeps around guy. Like, what's the first thing you think of? He likes to read. He likes to read. And what else? He, he he's cheating on his wife. Yeah. And he feels this pull 
of temptation. And he hates oatmeal or broth or whatever he was eating. <laughs> uh, and he's sick. And that's Wait, different. He's sick? Yeah, he's sick. Like he, he's suffering from some kind of ailment. I just said it was because of the bad food. <laughs> um, Maybe he has IBS from all the stress knowing that he's a cheater. Right, right. That's very, very true. Very true. But these are all of these. I mean, even like the, um, even like the the actual King Edmund, the guy who's getting hung Beard? up on his, uh No, the oh, guy no. who's getting up, hung up on the cross. Arrows guy. Arrows guy. I mean, that's a character who is. Dev- I liked him. Devout in his faith. I liked him. He was like, "All you need to be baptized. Never mind." <laughs> None if you need to be and baptized. that too is a great character trait because when the chips are down what does he do you know what never mind mm-hmm. don't worry about it mm-hmm. so how true to his faith is he really right these are all incredible character traits for side characters that really are just on the periphery Abba was so interested in that story of Saint Sebastian by the way <laughs> right that whole scene was I think that was my favorite scene. Awesome. That yeah. whole scene was awesome where he's just like, oh, oh, really? Okay. So what if we just put a bunch of arrows in, in you? Do you think yeah. your God's going to protect you? You know who is another guy that I'm I'm really liking is uh, Guthrum. Who's he? Uh, that's Abba's right-hand man. Okay. Like the guy who's Abba's just Hagrid. like- Hagrid. Yeah, Abba's- <laughs> <laughs> Like if Hagrid went bad, it'd be that guy. Uh, You're a wizard, Harry. Yes, that's bad Hagrid. Okay. Um, <laughs> What's his real name? Okay, Guthrum. Guthrum. Guthrum is great because he too has this great little um, character trait. He has a real dry sense of humor mm-hmm. and he's just calling people out and just telling you like it is. And that's such a great contrast to Ubba who is listening to Story, who is the... Uh, who is the uh, uh, the seer, his, his, his story. Yeah. Uh, it's his, you know, uh, sorcerer or whatever, you know, however they characterize it. Uh, gr- a great contrast to, mm-hmm. to Abba. Um, I'm liking all of these characters. Like, I think they're real lived in people. Okay. When I, when I watch them, I don't feel like it's, they're created for paper. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, they're fleshed out. So yeah, like they feel real. Like they feel like they're in this world and they they've been living in this world far longer than what I've been watching this show. Um and it's not like they it's not like uh Chris Bouchard takes the time to like lay out all of these things for you and exposit it in a way that's like boring. Mm-hmm. No, you're just along for the ride. You're dropped into the story and now you have to figure it out. I love it. Um, you know, I'm actually, I, I got to continue what you were saying earlier in this episode too. Just the, the way that this episode was shot, whether it's running through the woods with a horse with the branch stuck to the horse. Oh yeah. That's a small little detail. Yeah. Or like you said, kind of that drone slash crane footage from the running. Um, not only do we get to know these characters well, but we are plunged into feeling what they're feeling because of the frantic pace in which they're being chased in those moments. Yeah, I know the the entire episode, like we talked about, there are a billion things that happen in this episode. I mean, we start off at Bevenberg, then we ride and we're getting chased through the woods. By the way, how are they not finding Breda's tracks? Seriously, she didn't have a branch stuck to her horse's bump. Right. I know. Like, I know he said, like, go that direction. 
but you would think that they would still follow her. Mm. Uh, the, I don't know, whatever. I mean, stats of nerds, really. But the fact that they even took the time to even think of that to show you like the the branch coming off of the the horse's bum. Yeah, uh, we we do that, and then we are off to East Anglia, where they have that incredible shot of Uhtred and. Um, uh, Brita looking out over the the, the burning city with yes. with the sunrise mm-hmm. coming off of them, and again, it's just using that that golden hour yeah. look to to give you an effect. And he's just like, "Well, looks like uh, you know, Round told me to never fight Abba. Looks like East Anglia just made that mm-hmm. mistake, and the mm-hmm. whole city is just burning." Then we go from that. Then we go to capturing story. Then we go to the conflict with. Um, with Abba. And then the escape from Abba. And then they're like, okay, where do we go from here? Then he gets a sword. Then he then he gets a sword. Then they have the chase sequence through the the village. Then they end up in Wessex. Then they meet Father Bianca. Then they talk to Alfred. Then they're like, hey, I'm going to go spy on the Danes. And then they say, yeah, this is coming. Yeah, we're trying to help you out. And then they get put in put in jail, you know, you know, in these little cages. That is like, for some shows, that's like at least two episodes mm-hmm. worth of material. Mm-hmm. Do you think it went too fast, or do you think it was the right pace? It worked based for me. off of based off of what was established. It worked for me. I thought I watched three episodes though because yeah. it was just so much. But it's not a bad thing. Oh man! Uh, and talking about that, why did they put them in the cages? I'm really having well because a they don't trust this. them, and and that's why I played put that them in clip. A timeout room. Put them in the library. Well, be, you know, because they can escape. They could do things. When you're sitting in the cage, and you're, you're also, Give I them think, a blanket and I a think, piece of bread. <laughs> I think as well. Why did they put? Um, why did they put uh, Galus and? Um, Claire in the thieves hole season one because they thought they were witches right these people know that these uh that that Uhtred and Brita are Danes and they can't necessarily be trusted they could be putting the Wessex army into a trap and I think as a leader you're setting an example these two are Danes then they ain't gonna be trusted Mm -hmm. unless they earn it and I loved 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 the editing editing at the end of this episode when the army of Wessex is standing there waiting for the Danes coming up the road and Guthrum is leading this army mm-hmm. up to up to Wessex which makes me think Guthrum is not long for this world Good. but uh, unfortunately um but in the middle of all of that as they're as there, as Alfred is explaining what is going on, and we're seeing all of these things happening between the two armies and the lead up to it, mm-hmm. they're also editing in Uhtred to make it feel like there's interaction between Alfred and the the the, the king, the, the 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 king himself, and Uhtred uh, all at the same time. Yes, like it's almost like Uhtred is there, seeing like I told you so. But it's just an editing trick. Mm-hmm. There, there's nothing there other than just him with his reactions to whatever he's looking at. Yeah. But the way that they're mixing it in between the two is is great visual storytelling. Like, it, I just I think it's I think it was awesome. Yeah. It, just, <laughs> it was a great episode. Um, I'm really in on this episode. I think this is a great beginning to how this how this 
series is starting off. Okay. You have characters that you care about. You have a setting that is unique and you have uh, a visual language that's established mm-hmm. uh, and good good interactions that make you want to learn more. Okay. Uh, is there anything else that you want to call out about this episode, Mary? Anything that stands out to you? No, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. <sighs> All right. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm good. I think I think we've uh, I think we've nailed it here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you ready for uh, the destined to be take of the week? I sure am. Let's do it. Hold on. Where am I? Where's my button here? I got I got to find the button. The button's always button always eludes me. All right, here we go. I got two destined to be takes of the week. You ready? Bring it on. They're a little. They're a little lukewarm. They're like. Ooh, okay. Th- I mean, they're they're not like microwave takes, but they're they're lukewarm. Okay. Okay. The first one that curse that story put on Brita. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's going to come back to bite her somehow by the end of the Definitely episode. Lukewarm theory, though, Blake. Definitely lukewarm. It's a lukewarm theory. Uh, I. Again, I just I loved that scene with Abba and they're, when they're in the church and the tension of that ep- of that whole interaction mm-hmm. between he and Edmund, uh, and and then also Abba and Uhtred and how that all played out. Uh, it shows you again that Brita is the smart one. She is, and I love that. Big fan. Uh, also, King Alfred, uh, who is the actual king of Wessex. Okay. Uh, well, Ethelred, sorry, King Ethelred. He is absolutely going to croak in the oncoming battle. Like the, the battle that's coming between yes. he and the Danes. There is 0.0 chance mm-hmm. that he remains alive. Yeah, he's like, okay, here's going to be my heir. Yeah. In case I die. Any any time, any single time that you have a battle that comes up there's always like this moment of quiet and calm and reconciliation and like there's a plan going forward a, a, a huge famous example of this is uh of uh game of thrones in the in the final season you know nothing Jon Snow. the second episode number two episode 802 right before the battle of winterfell was essentially an entire episode of people being like, wow, can you believe what's coming? Like, and, and like, you know, the Jamie and, uh, and, and Brienne, you know, they do their things mm-hmm. and, and everybody's drinking by the fire. It, it, it's an entire episode of reconciliation and slow, methodic. It's just like this final moment to say goodbye to the characters that you know and love. You don't really know Ethelred all that much. You don't love him necessarily. I don't. But, you see him making a plan for his death. Yeah. It is coming. There is Smart. there is no way he doesn't die this this next episode. Oh, really? So you think episode three, goodbye. Goodbye. Okay. Goodbye, Ethelred. And that's when it's gonna cause some drama between he, uh his his brother, Alfred, and the drunk kid. Beardless guy, drunk kid. Gotcha. Yeah, it's no, he no the Alfred's got a beardless beard. sick guy. Okay, sick, sick guy. guy. Sick guy and Al- and drunk guy. So Alfred and drunk kid are there's definitely gonna be a, a power grab here. Yes. Like there's how can you tell me that the king's son is not the heir mm-hmm. to the throne? Yeah, it may be his brother, but what are we talking about? Like there's gonna be there's gonna be some stuff here. And you know. Here's another, here's another take for you. 
you know that Alfred will call on Uhtred to help him against Drunk Kid. Agreed. Absolutely going to happen because he finally Uhtred's earned his trust. So uh, that is that. Anything else, Mary? Final thoughts for this episode before we before no, we let I'm it go? I'm excited to keep delving on into this different world. Yeah, me too. All right, let's close this bad boy out. You got it. Thank you all so very much for listening to this episode of The Last Kingdom with Mary and Blake. As we said in the beginning of this podcast, you can find out all of our podcasts and blogs. Need to make sure we give those a shout out. If you're a fan of The Handmaid's Tale or if you're a fan of the Marvel Universe, you're going to definitely want to make sure you're checking things out at maryandblake.com. We also have a weekly podcast covering the Harry Potter series. So if you're someone who once read the Potter series or wants to give it a go now, Blake and I are doing a chapter-by-chapter, week-by-week, delving into it, spreading a little Lumos in a time of Knox. If these podcasts keep you company, if we bring smiles to your face, and if you have $2 to spare each month, honestly know that it means the world to Blake and I when you join at jointhenerdclan.com. For those of you who are members there, thank you. Honestly, honestly, thank you. You've been allowing us to create content that brings us joy, hopefully brings you joy, hopefully, hopefully feels you makes you feel like you're part of a community no matter how far away you are that is our goal and it shows you again the power of the nerd clan that only one episode in the last kingdom with mary and blake is the number one last kingdom podcast in the universe by the way nerd clan also making harry potter the potterverse the number five podcast in the universe about harry potter so it just it's incredible. It's incredible. Our Bridgerton podcast, number one in the universe. Like, how cool is we that? We actually just won awards for Outlander Cast. That's right. We got the best podcast of Rhode Island. Obviously, that's, as you know, where from we the live. intro. That's where we live. Best podcast in Rhode Island. The Nerd Clan is far-reaching, friends. You guys, you guys and gals, make it happen. I, I just... Blow my doors off. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, again, as Mary said, I'm going to reiterate, go to maryandblake.com to check out um, the MCU Diaries. Right now, we are covering Loki, and I'll actually be recording Loki right after this podcast, so I'm very excited um, about that. And if you want to read it, you can go to maryandblake.com, just look up the MCU Diaries, and it is there. The final episode of Season 4 for The Handmaid's Tale is also coming out tomorrow as we record this. So look for that coverage as well, maryandblake.com. Yes, well, on that note, my name's Mary. My name is Blake. Destiny is all. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.